Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's seize it now again. Get hype. Talk about our careers, our family, and just life. It's a pretty Well, hello, people. You have your new edition of hosts this week. We got the flying fajita. The Mac Daddy Wilbur Hancock. Yo, 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 yo. And Mac Daddy uh, the house. We're, we're, we're stepping in and taking place for like Greg hashtag Hancock. old Greg because uh, he's getting old, as everybody knows. And <laughs> we just thought we would, you know, give him some advice and help him out a little bit. Spice so, things up a bit. Yeah, spice it up and uh, like change like, it up. It, it's Like uh, Fajita does here in his tacos. Yeah. So, Greg, we would like to introduce you to the new and approved... Real 45 Podcast. How's your night going? Right. Thanks, you guys. It's really nice. I, I appreciate all the love. No worries. No and, worries. And the advice, especially the, the hashtag old Greg. We had to bring it up. It's just... It's just such a rad hashtag. No, it just... It, it really fits the situation. <laughs> so... About the season, a short little recap, finished, what is it, number five? Number five, you're supposed to see your fifth title, but you finished number five, like, what, what is this all about? There's always next year. There's always next year, but, like... Isn't that a quote? There's hashtag, always next year. Hashtag old, old Greg. <laughs> well, since you guys bring this up, you know, you're, you're trying to, like, steal my steal my light or something i don't know what you're doing but like this is my podcast this is not your podcast and you guys try to like hit the record button when i'm not around or you just try to steal the show i mean flying fajita who who, who are you who's a flying fajita a flying fajita if you if you don't know who he is by now he is uh made it out of mexico he's finally made it over to the european racing speedway scene and he's trying to make a living doing circles. And uh, he's right. he's loving it, put it that way. Right. Wilbur Hancock, he's the younger version of the flying fajita, but still Swedish. He's and, he's trying to, and he's trying to follow in both of our footsteps. And <laughs> Wilbur, how, how did this season go for you? How did it end? It ended on a... Um... It ended on a on a high leg note. I'll say high leg note because it was a lot of high leg. That was a pretty stiff comment. Very stiff comment. Yeah. I want to be Axel Hodge is over here trying to do bigger jumps on his KX one ten than he should be uh, approaching. I'm sorry, we have a Magic Yanowski starter over here. Mm-hmm. It's more of a KLX one ten. KLX. Yeah, oh, he tried whoa. to take. He tried, you took whoa. the L at a KX at a KLX. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'll, I'll explain to you what. You happened. know what the L means? I'll explain to you what exactly happened. What right as I pushed my whole shot device down, I I just I did the start. I went into the first turn, and here here comes like. I don't know, Ricky Carmichael or some guy? I think you might want to just stop right there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you pushed your whole shot device down before you hit the jump. There was something went all wrong No, there. my whole shot right. device never kicked, like, kicked in yeah. like after the first thing. So when I like landed, the whole shot device shot up, and I'm like, my leg broke. There's no excuse. You made a mistake. 
Face up to it. Face up. Own up to it. The biggest be, thing. Be proud of it. You got to face up to your, you know, uh, to your feet. You can't, you know, excuses. Nobody wants to hear excuses. We just want to know. Did, did you screw up or did your dad just make the jump too big for the KLX? I screwed up. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Dude, don't you feel better now? Had, no. It was just like you had to get that out. Do you think I ever felt good about this? You learned from it though, right? Yeah. You did. Life goes or, on. I mean, dad, I mean, we, 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 bought, we picked up my new motocross bike, so I, th- I don't think we really learned from it, so. Let's just cut it right there. Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Real 45 Podcast. This is episode number 54. I'm your real host, not these <laughs> hackers. I got a couple of hackers here. Number 22, Luke Becker, calling himself the Flying Fajita. He is a Flying And then number 117, Wild Willie. Mm, Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy Wilbur Hancock. We have to call him the man with many names. He's, he is what it is. So, I, uh, I can be Macklemore if I want to. You can be a lot of things if you want to. But you are Wild Willie. So here we are. Season's over. And uh, there's so much to talk about. Wilbur, you have a lot to talk about. You've had a lot of time to think about what you want to talk about with your broken leg that you just did when you your whole shot device didn't <laughs> go as planned. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. I thought we were not going to talk about that. No, well, you brought it. You started it. Damn. You guys, you hacked my podcast. Now I'm going to hack you. Hack you guys. <laughs> so that, Was that supposed to be a dad joke? Sure. Could have been. So let's sum up the year, guys. Uh, in a nutshell, Luke Becker, number 22, the flying fajita. <laughs> what else do they call you? I got lots of different nicknames. Lupito. But I'm just going to stick with that one for now. Maybe in a different podcast, we can find a different one to bring up. Oh, say, the guy who's made the most appearances on the podcast. He's expecting more. He wants more? You're just, you're greedy. Not greedy. You're you're acting very greedy. Not at all. Not at all. Why don't you start your own podcast then? Don't try to steal money. Yeah. See? Maybe one day. Dude. A Mexican sporty. You crossed the border. Came into my territory. Then you crossed the water. And now you're here. You tried to steal like the Europeans' territory. Moved in on the on the Unoski and Rafael High clan. Fortunately, we were quick to kick him out of Sweden. We got him out of here like after a couple of months. It wasn't quick, but you know, felt felt. He was like luggage. Just there. <laughs> Things went much more smooth than I was gone, huh? So yeah, he come, and he comes back for a day right before he heads back to California. And then he just wants more. And he just tries to steal the show again. So, I mean, you know, all my kids end up being bad. Yeah, what a dork. Anyway, Luke. What can I say? What can I say? The this, year in a nutshell. Mm. All jokes aside, we're, we're going serious now. <laughs> this season was, man, it's hard to even put in words. It was by far the big learn, biggest learning experience out of my whole life. And the last, I'd say, maybe six years, this has been the dream to come over here and make a living racing speedway. So to actually come over and kick it off and, and officially have one season under my belt feels awesome. I can't tell you how much I learned from this year and how much I gained, how many awesome people I met, and 
how many great people I've been surrounded by that have made this possible because this would not have happened all on my own. So, um, yeah, I know I learned a lot and really looking forward for next year. And it's a bummer that this season came to an end because it really did fly by. So, yeah, I know it was no complaints and really looking forward to next year. Well, it's good to hear all this. I mean, obviously, I've you're telling everybody here on the podcast, and I've been kind of hanging with you most of the way, except for your trips to England for rained out races. <laughs> experience, experience. <laughs> Put it down to experience. No, but for sure, uh, all jokes aside, there there's a reason why I come to this, and this podcast is actually part of the the main reason I've asked you this. Is it all leads up to you know when you're here, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and you know, you need, you, it's hard to do everything by yourself, especially crossing the border. <laughs> no, but coming overseas like this, even your family, your friends, your life, your culture, your, the weather, the food, you name it, you're leaving it all behind to chase something completely new and take on a new life, a new, new culture, new friends. You know, I call this your new family. So don't go home and, you know, try to make your parents feel guilty. Like, oh, well, my new family overseas they do this they do this for me you guys don't. and then magic he did this for me and then raf he did that for me and oscar did this for me and and bobo you know i just love bobo <laughs> everybody you know and if bobo's happy everybody's happy everybody's happy so but uh anyway you can't do it without people around you a good team and that that's that starts at home. That starts with everything you get going. But the most important thing is sponsors, right? Yeah, you no, gotta have sure. you gotta have sponsors, and you gotta have good people helping you. And it's uh, you gotta respect the way it goes. You've got one particular guy who is a major, major contributor to your your if you want to say your past with your dad, right up to helping you and getting you over here and. Without a guy like that, I'm not saying it's, I mean, you, he, he believes in you and he knows that you got something, something to offer and he was willing to invest in, in your ability and your, you as a person, you as a sportsman and you overall. And, um, you know, he's been, I'm speaking, I'm trying to speak for you, but I'm speaking from the outside in because I've had the privilege of, of talking to this dude numerous times and, and, uh, uh, he's kind of all given me lots of information about you and, and how he sees you and what he wants to see and uh, do the best you can. He's a great kid and tells me all these great things about you. And, and uh, of course, you come in with, with high hopes and you delivered, you know. Everything that dude said about you has been you in a nutshell. And this is Thomas Borge. Mr. Borge. Mr. Borge from Borge Development. And thinking about sponsors, I mean, He's been a rad dude, and I know you look up to him as a as a person, probably as like a, a father figure as well, as a supporter, as a sponsor. Um, he's, I'm telling you, everything he said about you has been exactly true, and then some. And uh, I understand why he wants to support you, and he gave you the chance to come and do something like this. That uh, you need these people because without them, you would make it happen some way, shape, or form. You'd make it happen. But this guy stepped out of the shell and did the talking for you in the beginning just because you're a quiet dude and you would never come out of your shell like he came out for you and said, like, 
you should think about this guy. You need that as a manager. You need somebody like that that can talk for you. And uh, you're definitely, you've, you haven't upset anybody, anybody that we know of yet. And uh, Thomas is pretty rad dude. Yeah, no, what for sure. hundred percent. He's, he's the one that really made this happen. And like he, like everything you just said, he was, uh, he did a lot of talking for talking for me and man, what can I say? He's just an all around awesome dude. I don't look at him. I don't look at him just as a sponsor. I look at him as someone I can kind of just go to with any, with anything for, and I will always get and 100% me know I'm getting the best advice I could possibly get. So he is like, uh, like you said, of course, a sponsor. He is a mentor. He is someone that supports me and someone I 100% trust with everything. So without him, this none of this would be possible. He's the one that's made this happen. I've just been the one that actually um, is coming over and and taking it on but there's wouldn't be possible without everybody that's helping me greg yourself you've without thomas without you none of this would be possible i don't know when i would have made it over i think i would have eventually made it over but yeah for sure you would not this early and you guys are the one that made this happen and couldn't be more thankful and uh, appreciative of this and of course, everybody else. Magic Yanoski, he gave me a place to stay for the last two, three months. And like another all-around great guy. And yeah, totally. I can echo that. Rad dude to be around and just spend time with. So it's, it's definitely someone I've looked up to for a long time, just like I look up to you. So to be able to hang out with him is just pretty pretty cool. And Raphael, hi. You're mechanic he has been another one that's helped me a lot oscar bobo your other two mechanics and all other sponsors i have your family for taking me in when i first came over jenny the kids and um yeah no just everybody that's made this happen thank you so much i really appreciate it dude and then your most recent adopted brother mechanic driver all around rad dude who didn't speak any english right Shipki. Ship Shitsky. Shitsky. Darius. <laughs> Darius. How uh, how rad has Shipki been, dude? Yeah, no, he's been uh the one that's been doing the wrenching on the bikes uh, almost almost every meeting this season. He's like you said, he didn't speak too much of English before he started <laughs> working for me. I think our first meeting was a meeting in Denmark and it took us about 14 hours to make it there and he only spoke i'd say maybe six words of english yes no hello um like just the most basic things so every time i'm trying to talk to him i have to use google translate and (laughs) just to communicate with him we go all the way there and that's when i had a bad (laughs) crash and uh first heat first corner and Ended up having to blah 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 blah. We've heard that story a few times. Do the trip all the way back. (laughs) But no, he's yeah, definitely another main figure in making this all happen and and stepping up and helping me. Dude, it's rad, you know. And you you go back, and this is like this is just where you are now. So, you know, we all have the shot. Our parents do everything they can for us from day one to get us started. They give us everything they can. And then suddenly they're watching my, I, you know, I know my parents now and I understand it as a, as a parent myself and thinking about my kids going and doing this and doing that. But 
actually, you know, hand in your kid, you know, whatever you can hand them, a couple of bucks or a hug and, you know, an extra pair of shoes or whatever they need and saying, you know, good luck over there and give it your best. You know, they did, they've done their part and now you're taking it to the next level and moving on and without the support of all these people, it doesn't just, it's tough to do it on your own. But if you're, as we've always kind of said to you, if you're open and don't go with tunnel vision, you you can see so much more and you learn a lot faster and you can get a lot more help a lot sooner. But And you've done extremely well out of it. So everybody that we've talked to about you and, and mentioned your name and then asked for a little bit of support have opened the doors and not one of them has ever made a negative uh, comment or anything like that. They've just said like, uh, he's welcome back anytime. You know, Raph, for instance, he joined the high school, Raphael High School. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is an experience for anybody at any time. And then um, you met up with the, the, next, the next grade there with Machik and his crew who graduated from the high school. And uh, it's pretty impressive to see it. You know, you haven't burned any bridges, like we said, and you've, you've done great, man. So I think what we can probably, I think I would really like to do another podcast with you and really dig deep into everything from the first moment when you got here, mixing in to the crazy weather that we came over here to, to the, the most rad summer ever, which you'll never see again. So you saw it, you'll never see it again. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna want to go back next year. Yeah, you met. You never new, say never. Never say never. That's right. You hooked up with your new brothers, Wilbur, Bill, and Carl. Oh yeah, my and Swedish your, bros. Your, your Swedish bros. We won't call Jenny your Swedish mom because she doesn't like that. She doesn't like that at all. She doesn't want to be your Luke's mom. Well, I don't know how to, if that's offensive, or or she's if thinking, she's just doesn't want to own up to it yet but she is my Swedish mom she, yeah she probably doesn't do that you know the fact of thinking that she had a 19 year old kid <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't we'll leave that one where it's at anyway but uh, again dude we'll we'll come back to this but the target of this whole this whole episode is about respect and and your sponsors and the reason why I bring it not, I'm not looking for a pat on the back at all I'm just I'm stoked because I believed in you from Thomas Borg's comments and that guy, I've learned something from him. I look up to him myself because of, I, I understand from other people too, that are, are mutual friends and Cirillo that speaks so highly of him and what he's done with his own life and business. Like he's a pretty, pretty successful dude and just, uh, very inspiring to speak to him. I, you know, I, when he calls and I see his phone, his name show up, I feel like, I got to take this call, you know, because he's just, there's something about that dude that just makes you feel good when you talk to him. And you, when you hang the phone up, you feel like a winner. So I can imagine how you feel each time you hang up and you talk to him way, 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 way more than I do. Yeah. And, um, but he's been rad. So, um, we're talking about sponsors here. I actually went to the UK a week ago, met up with NGK spark plugs, John money. And, uh, and uh, I had such a good time hooking up with him and all the people from NGK that have supported us over the year, over years, I should say. And um, again, you get to hear a little bit about them, what they think about the sport and why they sponsor us. He's done a lot for me. He's done a lot for Wilbur. I should say the company in general. And John has been our link for, for many, many years. And he's such a big supporter of Speedway absolutely loves it so uh, I got to do a podcast with him on a recent visit and listen in check it out tell me what you guys think 
Thanks for joining us, you guys. Thanks for hacking my program. And uh, see you later. See you soon. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Wilbur. See you. Peace. Well, I'm pleased to sit here with uh, two so-called very important people in the world of raising for myself. And this is the Real 45 Podcast episode number 53. 54, sorry. 53 was last week. That was our one-year uh, our one year episode. One whole year of doing it. But now here we are, one year and one week away. I'm, uh, I'm here in the UK visiting one of my great sponsors, NGK Sparkplugs. I'm sitting here with John and Mark. And uh, I have some questions for you guys. Welcome to the Real 45 Podcast. How are you? We're great, thanks. Absolutely fine. Thanks for asking, Greg. Am I a natural at this? Absolutely. <laughs> but we are not. No. <laughs> I, I have to put it like that because you guys were a little skeptic when I started this and do I have a list of questions? And of course I don't have a list of questions. I don't, that's not how I roll. But you got all the answers, right? Hopefully so. <laughs> well, I'm honored that you guys, we've had a great, a great day here. I've, you guys uh, invited me over to come and, and sit here in the corporate offices here in Hamill Hempstead in the UK. I've never been here before. And you guys have been supporting me, John, as we said, at least until 2006, going back that far, at least. At least that, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. And I still think that it's been even further back through Morgan Hughes and those guys Absolutely. because they've been great ambassadors for, for the company and mm-hmm. obviously for the brand and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, I thank you for that right You're here welcome. in life. So. You're welcome. And I think many of you people out there, have, you know, everybody knows NGK spark plugs. Performance, you know the brand from here, if it's a car or a motorcycle or a truck or a tractor, I'm, you know, I don't want to leave anything out. But um, you guys are part of the reason why I'm fast, part of the reason why I stay fast. And you keep me um, all full of the best products and make sure that I've got good product all the time. And even though maybe I haven't replaced a spark plug when I needed to, you were quick to remind me that, uh, you know, there's, there's more where they came from. <laughs> there is indeed. So, uh, yeah, I thank you for that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to – I wanted to have this podcast basically because we talk to writers. We talk to my family, my friends, my mechanics. But I haven't really spoken to a sponsor and um, I don't just call you a sponsor because I call you a friend. Mark and I have known each other now for a few years. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, we become friends as well. So this this sponsorship friendship, I never like to, to burn a bridge. I always try to build good relationships and work with people. And and uh, you're a prime example of that. So um, what you guys you you're obviously involved in a lot of different sports. Why speedway? What, what's your, What's, let's, we'll start with John here because yeah. he's been around the sport for quite a while, but why Speedway, John? Why are you so fanatical about it? Because you are. You're crazy, man. You're a freak. <laughs> well, fortunately, I, I had the benefit of uh, growing up with, uh, with a father that looked, absolutely loved any kind of motorsport, particularly Speedway. And uh, as a very young child, he used to uh, come in from work, grab all my uh, warm clothing and off we'd trudge to uh, the old Perry Bar um, in Birmingham and uh, I had many a night stood there watching many famous names of, uh, of speedway riders past and still present um, so I had a, a genuine interest in the sport right from a very early age and uh, when I joined NGK um, way back um, it was just purely by chance that someone in the office had mentioned uh, an inquiry from a 
a, a sponsored speedway rider of some sort. I can't remember who it was way back then. <laughs> and uh, somebody said, well, I'm sure John's got some interest in, uh, in speedway. Um, and I had a phone call to, to give my pennyworth of thoughts about uh, what was being asked and requested. And, and basically, he's just gone on from there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we just take Cardiff, for example, mm-hmm. many of you, hopefully a lot of you who are listening to this podcast, I know there's like millions of people who listen to this podcast now, it's crazy. Mm. <laughs> but uh, at ease, thanks. it's huge, <laughs> especially after today, <clears throat> man. Uh, but NGK and, and John and, and Mark, these guys have been very, very influential and they've, they, many of you know that when you come to the Grand Prix in Cardiff, it's quite often it starts on practice day and right up through race day and through the evening. You guys show up there. I've seen John's car absolutely stacked. There's no room for his wife or anybody else that wants to come with him. <laughs> stacked with with NGK, Hancock or Grin um, uh, logoed hats. There's there's posters. There's NGK water. There's so many different uh, you know pens and giveaways. You guys are like you're you're so so good and so helpful and promoting not just the brand, but either you're promoting me, and more importantly, you're promoting the sport. Mm-hmm. So you give so much away, and I don't think anybody in the sport does what you guys do right. in that matter. Monster does very, very good with their with their, their rig rides, and they give a lot of stuff away too. And I'm really, really impressed with what you guys do, and I think it's pretty, um, uh, you say, pretty advantageous. You see that white and red hat <laughs> everywhere in the stadium. So, um, you know, do you guys feel like you get a good kickback from that too? Oh, definitely. I think, um, well, historically, we've used our merchandise to, to build the brand over 40 years in the UK. Is that right, John? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we definitely get great exposure through our uh, sponsorship of individual speedway riders uh, at lower level through to, through to more pre-level, the elite, the, you know, the elite riders as well. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Like, do you guys do this for other lots of other sports too? I mean, i I, I got to say speedway right now because we're talking about it, but, I mean, when it gets down to... If we went going this sort of car racing, you guys are involved in all sorts. We, yeah, we, we sponsor from from lawnmower racing all the way through to Formula One, and virtually every sport in between. To be honest with you, including WRC, which we mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, and um, down to like low level Ginetta type racing. Uh, so yeah, we're we're basically involved in every sport where our product is used. No kidding, and uh, even Goodwood. You know, I've been I've been lucky to, to join you guys at Goodwood a number of times now too. I think you were the first speedway rider to ride the hill. I think I uh, was. a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I think we owe that to uh, to a, a couple of guys I'm sitting here with, right? Well, we, John John was involved. I think in making that happen. Yeah, I think I think what, what happened there, if you remember back, uh, sure. we invited you over as a, as a guest, uh, and you came over with Travis. Yeah. And uh, was it? Yeah. And his dad. His dad. Yeah. Yes. Way back. And uh, I remember walking across the uh, the green um, of of Goodwood, mm-hmm. walking along towards the track, and you were taking it all in. And I think you were actually quite amazed how big the actual event was at the time. Oh, yeah. And then when we got to uh, to the track side, you, you, the first thing you actually said, "Well, wouldn't it be cool if we could, if I could go up the hill on a bike?" And it really it, it sort of snowballed from there, didn't it? We had a few conversations. Um, we spoke to Mark. Mark was up for that as well, and uh, and you were actually the first machine of any sort to go up Goodwood Hill with no brakes. <laughs> I and, remember uh, talking about this. I know Monster was heavily involved yeah, in this in, yeah. in the end, but you guys had yeah. initiated it yeah. uh, in the early days, and then yeah. it got followed up with with their big presence there That's too. Right. Yeah. But like you yeah. said, the first bike with no brakes. No brakes. 
And when we were looking at the rules and the regulations for what you mm-hmm. had to have, and I think it actually said in there that there should be a break of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So we started looking at how can we fit like a grass track a grass size front brake. Break. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, in the end, we didn't have any brakes. Not at all. And not only that, I think that the most alien thing of your, your run up that hill was when you got to the first corner, you had to actually turn right. Yes. <laughs> which is right, yeah. really, really <laughs> alien to you. Um, which I think, I don't think it caught you by surprise. You knew it was coming up, but how to negotiate that was, I think, a bit of a challenge on the first run, if I remember rightly. Um, and then getting the gearing right, I think we had to play around a little bit uh, back at the uh, the OK Corral to actually get to, uh, get the thing to be uh, hooked up properly. <laughs> the OK Corral was pretty much summed it up too, right? <laughs> that certainly was, yeah. yeah. I remember Morgan talking about all this too. We had to find tires to put on the bike so Absolutely. it would be good. And yeah. I thought, yeah, this is going to be fine. The, but the coolest part was, was the, the silencer or the lack of a silencer. Yeah. Yeah. That old megaphone they put on there and that thing sounded so sweet mm-hmm. like yeah. old days yeah, yeah. and uh then as i as they gave me the green light to go up the hill and i remember thinking like what can i do to make this exciting you know you hear these cars and they take off and they go through the gears whoop, 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 and here i am like drop the clutch and <laughs> you know, what am i gonna do right yeah. so i tried to do a little burnout and then i realized as i shut the throttle off man i'm going pretty quick and i gotta turn yeah. right soon absolutely yeah. But um, yeah, I think if I remember rightly, I think I think the first run, I think you took off the the the, the actual foot peg. Yeah, you took the right foot peg off, and then when you you actually didn't really know what to do with it without the foot peg, so we had to put it back on for the second run. Well, also so, the fact that I started to get the speed wobbles mm. because I didn't have enough place to actually stand on the on the footrest right, enough okay. to really put the bike into a stable position because mm. they're like a speeder bike's like riding a a piece of spaghetti on the on the street mm. you know there's no stability to mm. it whatsoever and i remember the quicker i started going up that hill trying to go faster <clears> and faster and suddenly i was in a sway and the front end was going one way and the back end was going the other way and i was like whoa as i shut the throttle off it got worse so i had to gas it again and just gradually roll the throttle off mm. to bring it into a slower yeah. release to get control of it I, I literally almost shit my <laughs> excuse me and now i said i just told you we do swear on this i didn't mean to say that i meant i meant to say poo my pants <laughs> sorry about that uh, i almost um yeah i almost soiled my shorts yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but, very challenging but uh, i think uh, i think everybody that saw it was pretty amazed actually to be honest we had a lot of feedback after the event from the guests around yeah. attending the event, uh, from social media after the event, and everything. So and they were still playing the footage the following year as well on the big screen. At Goodwood. Yeah. Gosh, and yeah. it's you know that that says a lot. That mm. that means yeah. a lot, and that's something that will always go down in history for me too. And I, I you know, I don't know if I'll ever go up the hill again, but mm. hopefully someday I will. Maybe. And uh, yeah. I've met some pretty spectacular people being on on your guys' stand there for the weekend doing different things, yeah. and then visiting different areas and, and being up there at the top of the hill or hanging out with John McGinnis and Casey Stoner and, yeah. and um, I, I mean, uh, what's it, uh, Richard Petty. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, geez, it's crazy. You just, you stand up there and then you're surrounded by, by all these heroes and you're just going like, wow, I'm hanging out with, I'm, now I'm really rubbing shoulders. Yeah. I feel pretty special. You get some really <laughs> crazy fans attend this event as well, don't you? So they're all really keen, keen mad motorsport fans of every every genre, really. For sure. And, uh, you know, let's say the fact that in the past, nobody's ever seen a speedway bike at Goodwood. So the fact that we had one on that, that bike on the stand, it was creating interest. You came down and I think from a right, you were currently, I think, world champion at the time. Year, yeah. And uh, yeah, we had queues all the way around 
the actual stand at the time for autographs and and uh, photo photography and things of that nature. So it uh, it was pretty successful, I think, for, mm. for for what we did at the time. Very successful. Also, the Polaroids went down well in two thousand and seventeen at Goodwood as well. <laughs> that was that's I've right. still got mine on my fridge. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Yes. And you know what? I think that was the first time that I saw Polaroids back on the scene. Yes. And uh, since then, that I seen like the little small ones too come in even more. But I, that was so. They're that back was in like, fashion, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Totally. The cool thing was, like, I think we had the bike on the stand two years in a row before, or at least two years before I went yeah, up the yeah, hill. Yeah. So there was already a lot of talk. Yeah. And then when I didn't go back, I remember people asking me, too, how come you weren't a good one this year? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it started, you know. Yeah. The, the people actually started to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I see Jason Doyle went up this year, right? Yeah. That's so, right. Which is cool, but we started it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, he was the second. Yes. Yeah, we, we, were the first. <laughs> we were the first. Sorry, Jason. Didn't that wasn't that wasn't a dig, man. That was just, yeah. Yeah. And of course, the 2017 is uh, is when you uh, when you came over and brought Wilbur with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was his first uh, his first foray into into Goodwood and coming along with his dad. I think on a on a foreign trip like that. Anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, something like that. And, nature, uh, yeah. and we we'd we'd spoken previously to that and. Uh, as you, as you know now, we're sort of supporting Wilbur yeah. where we can. And uh, that was the first time, I think, that Wilbur had been offered a, a mini contract, I think you could yes. easily say. And uh, he had his own little contract to sign and uh, made him feel quite important. And uh, the relationship between ourselves, via yourself and, and Mark with Wilbur is, is slowly building as well at this moment in time. So that was... Uh, that was good fun to, to have Wilbur down there with you as well. Yeah, I have to thank you. You took my kid from an amateur to a professional in one conversation, <laughs> and I'm still dealing with it. <laughs> now nothing is good enough. I have to, everything's got to be at the next level, thanks to John. <laughs> no, he actually, he's a he's a NGK freak now, too. So whatever he does, he refers to his, his deal with NGK and his suit, That's his NGK too, yeah. suit, and where he's going to put his logo and mm-hmm. how he's going to do all that. So it was really very influential what how you... Yeah sort of uh, gave him the time to begin with and you guys entertained him like crazy there at the, at the event and mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't take much you see it starts with the kids and they of course it does I mean and, and obviously from our point of view it's all about brand awareness and mm-hmm. and, and our product and uh, where better to start than, than the, you know the youngsters uh, Wilbur's very very keen um, he's taken a, a very very large leaf out of your book in the way he conducts himself he's an absolute credit to you and Jenny and from our point of view, to, to, to be involved with a young guy like that, that's forward thinking, very social media savvy, um, it's a no-brainer really as far as we're concerned. And, and as you know, we're building up the relationship. Um, I even got to sign his cast while we were in Torren, <laughs> sponsored by NGK. Uh, he allowed me to do that. And, uh, and this year we've, uh, we've helped him out with uh, his, his own Troy Lee design helmet as well, which, uh, which he sort of designed himself along with his, his race suit from, from last year as well. So, you know, it's all, it's all there about building the relationship. And um, well, it's, it's not always a one-way ticket. Like some, some sponsorship arrangements, it always appears to be one way. Uh, and this way, it's, it's a two-way thing, and, 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 it's, and it's fluid, and it, and it works, and it moves, and it changes through the course of the relationship, um, and which is something that you've instilled in him, because you've worked that way yourself in all the years I've known you. Um, you've been very easy to deal with, um, very fluid in the relationship, always open to suggestions and, and things like that, So, which is why it's worked, and hopefully will work going forward for a few more years yet. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, good. Uh, absolutely, like I say it's not yeah. just it's not just about the 
a sponsorship or a, or a paycheck. It's actually, a, it's, it becomes a relationship mm-hmm. and a friendship and yeah. it does start. The kids don't forget that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, no, and uh, right. you see that in, in many different sports when mm-hmm. the youngsters start that way and they grow mm-hmm. with the company and yeah. it's, I feel like a win-win all around. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really cool, man. And like I say, what you guys are doing is you're very, very active in, in our sport, which we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the more I run into Mark here too, and it's, uh, we start to see how much you guys uh, what what ideas you have and you're always coming to me now and, and uh, even more so now with our Hancock High deal you guys have been really cool because you're always asking what can we do to be involved what can we do to help or how do you see how do you see us fitting into your program and uh, that's pretty nice when we don't have to come to you and ask <clears throat> for more you know it's like they actually they want to be involved how can mm. we help how can we be involved in this mm. it also makes us feel good that you believe in what we're doing mm. so uh, again it's a win-win all around and um, yeah having these opportunities are, mm. are awesome mm. but like Mark your background like you you've, you haven't been involved in Speedway for all that long no I mean um, to be honest with you I'd forgotten about Speedway until I joined NGK about three and a half years ago I used to watch Speedway on the television when it, when it was on terrestrial TV when I was about 10 years old and then it moved to Eurosport which I didn't have so I'd forgotten about it but then John very quickly uh, got me back up to speed with the Speedway uh, Speedway Sport and to be honest with you I've become a fan I know it's work, but I've become a fan, as have my uh, my daughter, my son, and my wife as well. That's great. And they love coming along to uh, to the Cardiff Grand Prix every year, handing out your uh, the, you know, the joint branded NGK and uh, and green baseball caps to the crowd, as well as the posters, etc. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan as well. It's it's business, but I love watching it. I do tend to uh, watch the uh, watch the racing on BT Sport as well, where I where I can't go to the other Grand Prix. Oh, that's good. So we have yeah, we definitely. Again, we talk so much Speedway all the time. That's why I'm, I'm always curious. I'm like, okay, your background is uh, not that much involved in Speedway, but you know, when you get John here too, between the two of us, we can talk Speedway for hours, you know, mm-hmm. and then you wonder if you ever get bored of that, but you've, you've, converted, all. you've converted. As you found out earlier, we called it the S word, and myself and John <laughs> speak most days about the S word. <laughs> the yeah. S word, I love it. I just said the S word a second ago. Different one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. So, um, do you guys uh, now you've seen you've seen Speedway for so many years how it's come and go how do you value the sport today compared to the way it was when you first got involved for instance so. um, I think uh, obviously as you know the equipment's got a lot more uh, modern and high tech although on the outside it looks exactly probably what it did 10, 15, 20 years ago but you know as well as I do those engines now are phenomenal things yeah. and I think uh where we where we get involved and, and I think Mark probably gets the same sort of kick as I do when we where we take guests generally the guests we take along are first timers to Speedway so we're introducing them to a sport they've probably never seen yet alone got close to as well and as I said I'm, I'm fortunate I've, I've, I've had interest in the sport from a very early age right back from the old uprights um, two valve jowers and the west lakes and four four valvers and all that sort of thing um, so I've seen the progression uh, of, of the actual um, bike itself and the engines and the way they're tuned and uh, I think uh, as Mark found out when uh, he, uh, he graced one of your bikes uh, a few weeks ago up at Buxton. What about uh, Grace, John? I didn't go over 10 miles an hour. I, <laughs> I put it down to the conditions more than anything else. The conditions were very restrictive but I think, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think people underestimate uh, what you guys do. Um, you know, we've got to take our hats off you too because uh, the things that you guys can do on those machines, uh, the sort of speeds that you're doing them, 
with no brakes, powered by a very volatile fuel like methanol. I think that people really do underestimate the sport and it's only until they actually get there and they're watching that it mm. trackside or, or you know on the infield like we're very uh, good at being able to get people onto the infield to see it a little closer. Um, I think you know the sport I think is still underestimated and that's why we look <coughs> to get involved because we're, we're bringing the profile of the sport up, we're trying to promote it where we can. Um, yeah, we're promoting the brand, but we're also promoting the sport yeah. as well. Yeah. What I found interesting about the riding skill experience at Buxton the other week was um, out of the 20 people uh, that, that were taking part, I was probably the only non-biker, but lots of those guys, experienced bikers, were no better than myself because it was so unnatural for them. Yeah. Lots of them rode their bikes to the, to the actual, uh, actual um, track, mm. but they were going very, very slowly around the corners, as, as was I, because it's so alien to them. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I basically grew up on them, so it's been, you know, it's for me, it's just part of what I do. But when you see a, a, a very talented motocross rider, for instance, or even a road, a road yeah. bike guy mm-hmm. jump on a speeder bike, they suddenly put some back, puts everything back into perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, this isn't, you're not supposed to ride these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the guys yeah. said, no, this is not rideable. Yeah. Literally, you can't yeah. ride this. Yeah. 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 Well, when you get someone like John McGuinness, who is absolute total respect to you guys, you know John very well. And uh, he's he's at Bellevue Speedway most home meetings, and he gets to as many Speedway meetings as he can. And and and, and we all know what a great rider that guy is at the oh, TT. He's a freak, huh? absolutely phenomenal. Oh, but God. you know, when when you talk to him about Speedway, he just goes, "Them guys, let yeah. me go on with it." It's it's just amazing. So uh, so yeah, it's it is it is a unique sport. It's it's a sport there. The whole family can get involved and and come along. Um, so yeah, from from us from our point of view, you know. It, we're bringing the brand up through all walks of the family life, from the kids to the mums to the dads to the granddads, the aunties, uncles, everybody's involved. So that's why it's good for us because the brand is being exposed to every genre yeah. all the way up. So, And, and that's, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about this today too, about mm. everything from, from um, uh, what the value, what you give back to the fans. And then we talked about the Grand Prix, we talked about the promotion of the sport and the marketing and all sorts of different things, which has been fun. It's been like a workshop yeah, in itself, actually. everything we talked about today. Yeah. So it's really, really fun. And, and um, you know, we again, part of the reason I'm sitting here now is, is basically thanks to you guys making this offer to come here to see what uh, what can we do to, to enhance this whole experience. And um, I really look forward to what's going to come in 2019 because I'm sure together we can do even even more and it's mm-hmm. we're super grateful for it and um, I'm also here to try to see if there's any more secrets that I can get from you guys <laughs> about sparklets so I know you help a lot of guys out there but you, you, I get the best stuff right absolutely yeah okay, 100%. <laughs> no I remember there was there was one uh, I'll joke inside there was one guy I don't remember who it was there was one writer a few years ago when I was having one of those really good, crazy good runs that said the reason why I was doing good is because I had a special sparkler from you guys. And we didn't deny that, did we? No, you didn't. That's right. But every sparkler I get from you is special. Absolutely. So it's no different than anybody else's. But it's cool, though. Any psychological advantage that I can get, I use. (laughs) Even the ones laid across the top of your toolbox have nothing at all to do with (laughs) speedway. Nobody knows that I actually, you guys just put all of them across the top there, and I do the eeny, meeny, money, money. And that's the one for the night. That's the one. (laughs) That's the one. So, yeah. But uh, it should be fun. Some of these these fun ideas and giveaways and and, 
marketing plans you guys have. It'd be fun to see what we can do next year. So Definitely. I'm sure yeah. we'll come up with something good. But. Well, we're really looking forward to, uh, like I said, you know, extending the relationship with yourself and Wilbur and uh, the rest of the team that you're putting together for next year. Um, you know, myself and Mark will always sit down and talk about various things that we've talked about today. And uh, that's what we want to do is grow and go forward with you guys, support you all the way. Sweet. Hopefully to another world championship, Greg. Amen. I can live with that. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to say thank you very much. We could sit here and talk all day, but uh, we've already done all that. So thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. Thank That's you for cool. this invitation. And more importantly, thank you guys for supporting me and uh, making me fast. No problem. You're welcome. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's seize it now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, ayy. Real 45, yeah, Real 45, show them how we do it, man, yeah.